I'm Ian Pringle, and this is the Loyalty Podcast from New World Loyalty, where we help you make the most of your loyalty strategies by listening to us talk about what we like to talk about most, which is loyalty and loyalty programs. In this episode, we'll make our loyalty predictions for what we think will happen in 2024, all on the understanding that we'll be marked and scored against it this time next year. The brave souls that are prepared to risk their reputation are all familiar faces on this podcast, so please can I welcome, representing Australia, Stuart Mellon. Hi, Stuart. G'day, Ian. G'day, listeners. And representing South Africa, Adam Posner. Oh, I love that. Yes, South Africa, I'll take that one. Thanks. Yes, hi, everyone. And Simon, representing England, could we say Simon Morgan? Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. And Phil, representing Bristol and Brisbane. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Ian. Phil Gunter. Hi, Phil. Hello. Perfect. So now what we're going to do now is get straight into it for predictions for 2024. So who wants to kick us off? Can we start with a... Why don't you start with you? The, the current champions. So Phil Gunter and Stuart Mellon. So Phil, do you want to kick this one off? Why not? So I'm going to go with two related to... Actually, I'll go with one with, related to um, airlines and then another one general. So the airline one, I do think this is the year for status commercialization. You've, you've heard us say that a lot through, through Lordy Status Co. But I do, I've seen it, it start... It's taken off now. A lot of... A lot of airlines, especially hotels and other travel businesses that have status programs are waking up to the fact that they've got this really, really rich tool, which is underutilized and they can get use it to get a more more um, business, be more engagement for their members and see more dollars. And, and, and ironically, I think it might be the last one which will trigger their interest in activity. But I think what the industry's are quite lazy that what they they wait to see what other people do because other people are doing it now it's highly likely that there'll be a rush and 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 more and more people will be commercializing and leveraging their status program that's number I, one. I'm quite jealous of that one actually because I we have, I've seen people talking about it already so I do think that that is is particularly in the travel space I think that could be a, could be a bit good one um and what's number yeah, two what's, num- what's your second one my number two um is AI so Oh AI's no, I'm. <laughs> well, I, I won the, I, I won the, um, the, 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 what's it? The, the, you the got to go last. first. Yeah. So AI, but my take on it is this: you hear it everywhere. You'll hear it everywhere. Every award submission will have AI in it, uh, and it will be the, the the term will be used ever present, and yet. It'll be like teenage sex. Everyone's talking about it, and there's a, there's a few fumbling around uh, with it, and very few actually doing it any good. But there will be some doing it really well. Uh, but I just think it's going to be overused, under, misunderstood. Other so than go on then. What's what's so? What's your prediction particularly on AI? Because I think there's going to be a couple in here. So what what is your what in specifically is going to use your prediction? Oh, so my prediction is. I'll, I'll focus on AI in, in our industry in the awards. Every award that goes up is going to mention AI. Okay. <laughs> and pretend, <laughs> pretend that even if they even pretend, they'll just, they'll just have it in the submission and <laughs> and it, it'll sound great. So that's mine. Simple one. Stuart, Stuart, I now feel gutted because you were robbed of one of yours by your by your fellow winner from last year. So Stuart, what, what's your predictions? Look, I, I've got uh, two that are follow-ons from my predictions last year that were winners. One is last year was about program redesign. This year is going to be about program relaunches. So it's not about new programs. It's, it's refreshing and relaunching existing programs and getting those in market. We've seen some start to happen. 
more and more will come in the next 12 months. So plenty of work for loyalty consultants to help relaunch these redesigned programs from 2023. So, okay. um, so and we'll number see two. a lot of that. Number two is... I think it is the 2024 is the year for loyalty to prove itself to the business, the sponsor business. I think consumers are a little sick of loyalty. It is absolutely everywhere. It is saturated. Every business has a loyalty program and businesses themselves are now starting to question, is it worth it? What is loyalty generating for me? Is it making me money or not? Uh, is, it, is it costing me money to have this loyalty program or not? And a lot don't really understand that. And there are too many bad consultants out there that have designed programs and continue to, to design programs and support programs that don't understand the fundamentals around the economics of loyalty and what. Yeah. That so means every time you business. see every time you see a birthday offer, a free birthday offer, I wonder whether that program's been designed by a consultant, if I'm honest. But that's my yeah. particular. Um, pet hate, but there you go. Yeah, um, I'm with you. So I think I think 2024 is the year that business start to question whether loyalty is worth it. Yeah, no, good one. And um, and Adam, do you want to go next? Well, uh, I'm biased in terms of what Stuart had to say, so I concur. With, you know, I'm not I'm not sure we should be supporting each other at this stage and just predicting. But but on that, I'd just like to continue the conversation around. I think programs will need to step back um, and look at solving a problem not just points, perks, and birthdays. It's like, what problem can you solve in the life of your customer? And what problem can you solve in the business? So I'm all about problems. And, you know, I'll give you some examples. I mean, built solves a problem. Vitality solves a health and well-being problem. You know, grilled here in Australia solves feeding the hungry problem. They're all loyalty-based programs, and they're solving problems. And, and programs to last, as, as Stuart said, to stop being just the same, same, uh, blah, blah. They need to solve problems to, to last longer. So that's my first prediction. More programs solving problems. My second one is a tough one. I think it's going to be more around a, a review of subscription subscription programs. Now, from two points of view. One is that everybody is looking at their subscriptions from a consumer point of view. Can I afford all of these subscriptions? Can, uh, you know, am I getting value from them? Uh, and so the consumers, I think, are, are questioning subscription fatigue. But I also think that programs, retailers, various, are trying to see how can they get another revenue stream in? Can they do a tiered subscription and a free base? So I think there's this, this going to be this, this double-edged issue on subscriptions um, as part of a loyalty proposition for 2024. I really like both of those, honestly. I, I'm, I'm worse because I get to go last. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like those two. And they weren't on my list, by the way, Adam. I think they're really super. I love your one about solving problems. I think that's the, the biggest thing that's been missing from loyalty. For, well, it, we, we started to move into that space, but it's true. If you're not solving a problem, what are you there for, right? I, I, and, and I think a lot of loyalty programs exist because you said a hygiene factor, and that's no reason yeah. to have a loyalty program. Yeah. And try um, ask your clients when you get a brief, any of the consultants out there. Um, okay, so what problem would you like to solve for your customers? Are these and bad consultants you... or good consultants? I need to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the good consultants. The bad consultants oh, yeah, just roll ones. out their, their process and, and deliver the same as what the guy down the road's doing. Yeah. Exactly. And Simon, 
second last. Before you better not. I've got two written down here. You better not be going for those two. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Yes, I've I've had to hurriedly uh, yeah recreate the couple, given that uh, a couple were taken. I love the concept of subscription fatigue as well. I think that's such a great uh, uh, a great insight into you know the present uh, the present day. But my two are. I'm going to say firstly the rise of dopamine hits in uh, program design. And uh, this is really speaking to, I mean, we've seen behavioral economics and the whole sort of Thaler nudge kind of strategies coming in. I think they've reached mainstream kind of uh, adoption. And I think marketers are getting absolutely brilliant at, uh, you, you know, at communication, uh, or certainly we're, we're, we're understanding how to do it better. I think it's going to transition because I think it's been slow to transition into uh, into loyalty and so this whole rise of cognitive psychology understanding how to trigger dopamine hits in uh, in, in your customers that will result in buying behavior uh, um, it does have another word but i'm not going to use that <laughs> i was trying to think i was trying to think about to, there might be a j word coming in here yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So go simon no, go no, simon no it's dopamine hits is what it is okay so there i it love is. it I love it. Okay. Very so, uh, uh, then the second one is, um, uh, and this is this is a really uh, around AI uh, as well. But um, but I'm going with a specific use case, and this is the use of AI to support real time experiences and real time decisioning within uh, uh, you know within programs. Um, so so imagine that you uh, you walk out of a store having just purchased something. Uh, uh, that data will be used in real time uh, to, to to drive a better experience, and it's linking back to the the, the dopamine hit, uh, you, know, you know, piece. How can you use real time to uh, provide stronger experiences to 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 members and trigger that all important dopamine hit? Cool. No, thank you very much for those. I and thank you for not picking my two. <laughs> <laughs> so my two, my two are the growth of member only discounts. Because we're starting to see it, not just in the, it's absolutely dominating the UK. I think it's going to start moving into other markets. I think it's it's largely a cover for two-tier pricing, if I'm honest. Um, the classic case in the UK being that toothpaste does not cost £5. And it, it probably costs, you know, so having a half price for members where it's £2.50, it, what is the real price? Is it £2.50 or is it £5? It doesn't feel like £5. So I think that it's a veil for two-tier pricing. It's not a loyalty strategy. It's a pricing and margin strategy. And I think off the back of that, there will be growth. But I think off the back of that, there will be a backlash by the regulators. Now, the regulators in the UK are already looking at it. So I think that that is, you know, it's easy for me to say that. But I think there's going to be increasingly a human kickback to it. Because I've already seen in places like Tesco or in, in Sainsbury's where people ask other people, can I borrow your card? Because I want oh. a discount, wow. and and because you know there's such big discounts on it now that people are literally doing that at the checkout. So I think there's going to be a human and a, a backlash to it because it doesn't feel to me like a loyalty strategy at all. It feels like a pricing strategy, and as soon as customers feel that, there's going to be a backlash. And we've already seen it in research with with the clients of mine where we've researched: do people like member-only discounts? And customers are pushing back saying they think it's they think it's manipulative. They can see what's going on and they know what it is. So if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, it is a duck. And customers are seeing that. The second thing is, is I'm going to go AI as well, but I'm going to go slightly different from you guys. 
I'm going to say that there will be a growth of AI next year. In fact, I think there'll be a massive push towards AI. But I actually think it'll be the shallow end of AI. I think people are going to try AI out on fraud investigation. Things, it's perfect for fraud investigation. It's perfect for things, things like writing copy, where people want to write copy. They want to write, write emails. They want to write this. They're going to start by just doing the shallow end of communications, like saying, oh, you've missed your flight. Why don't you use this? It's going to be that sort of stuff. I really don't think next year is going to be about... So I'm, I'm going to go dead against you, Simon. It'll be interesting where we end up next year. But I think the opposite of what you said, I, I think... It won't be used for real-time decisioning. And to go and to, to put itself up against what you've said, Phil, is I think there will be a load of people applying for, for rewards, but I think they'll be pretty rubbish. <laughs> I think there won't be... A, I, I doubt there's going to be a real breakthrough of people using AI for absolutely core, um, deciding all these people on this call getting different offers. I think that might come down the line and it probably will. But I, I doubt, I think next year is going to be the year where people dabble and try it out and and try in the shallow end and start to really use it because it's such a useful tool. But I'm saying that people won't be breaking cover with anything substantial. Does that, is that, does that, is that different enough from the others or is that uh, too similar? No, I think, that, different I think that, that works. And interesting, no blockchain, no crypto, no NFTs. What's happened, guys? Yeah, they've all point. fallen off the cliff. AI next. Yeah, Stuart, well, next Stuart year, you've really changed. Yeah. Stuart, you've really changed. You're really getting off your show. Given that two years ago you predicted that um, that, that people are going to listen to finance, I think, uh, or cash is king. I think you've really moved on. <laughs> the only challenge I have for you, Ian, is that next year you're going to have to give us some use cases. How are you going to prove it? Yeah, it's a very good point. Um, Adam, I came last this year. I don't. I don't try to win. I'm the host here. I can't possibly win anyway. It'd be, it would be rude of me to win. So. Uh... Okay. All right. <laughs> so it just goes to me to say thank you very much to my guest guest tonight. Um, so thank you very much to Adam Posner. Thank you. Thanks and happy 2024 for everybody. Brilliant. And uh, thanks, Phil Gunter. You're welcome, Ian. And thank you, Simon Morgan. Thanks very much, Ian. Have a great year. And thank you, Stuart Mellon. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, listeners. Brilliant. And thank you for listening. If you um, like this podcast, please like, share or comment on LinkedIn using the hashtag The Loyalty Podcast. And we look forward to your company again soon. Thank you and goodbye.